The G.I. Journal goes to press. Chief Jack Benny talking. So many people in my office. What? You want to place? You want to place an ad in, a, in GI Journal? Wait till I get a pencil. Go ahead, Miss. Young bashful girl wants to meet sailor back from the South Pacific who hasn't seen a woman in three years. <laughs> Object. <laughs> okay, we'll print it right up. <laughs> now, uh, now, where's my office boy? Right here, Chief. Hey, Radcliffe, Radcliffe, how would you like to have lunch with me? Oh, that would be swell, Mr. Benny. Where will we go? Go? Why should we go anywhere? You have a lunchbox, haven't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, get it open. You know, it isn't every day you get a chance to eat with the boss. Well, I don't know what's in my lunch pail today. Let's see now. Oh, boy. Spam sandwiches. <laughs> Vienna sausage and powdered eggs. A yum. <laughs> a yum, a yum. Yeah, leave it to my mom. She knows what's good. What is your mom, a mess sergeant with a wax or something? <laughs> Oh, well, it beats going out to eat. Say, I wonder what's keeping Rochester. He's supposed to be here with that sketch I'm doing with Paulette Goddard. Paulette Goddard? Which Paulette Goddard? Which Paulette Goddard? Well, do you think there's two of them? There must be if one of them's working for you. <laughs> Look, I'm referring to the real Paulette Goddard, and she's going to do a very passionate love scene with me on my next overseas tour. There's a girl that really knows there's a war going on. <laughs> Now, listen, Ratcliffe, just because you don't think I'm attractive is no sign girls don't. And lay off the Vienna sausage. You've had your half. That must be Rochester now. Come in. How do you do, Mr. Benny? My name is Arthur Treacher. <laughs> Arthur Treacher, what are you doing here? Do you know of a person named Rochester? Why, yes, he's my butler. Well, from now on, I shall have that dubious honor. You're going to be my butler? What happened to Rochester? As I gather it, sir, he's off for the three months' vacation. That's ridiculous. How can Rochester afford a vacation? He's only been working for me nine years. <laughs> I don't know about that, sir, but the best thing you can do now is to come to terms with me. Terms? Well, suppose you come down $20 a week, and I'll come up $20 a week. Uh, where shall we start, sir? $20 a week. <laughs> Yes, I have to have much more than that, sir, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. We'll work the details out later. Now, here's the key to the house. You'd better get over there and get the place in order. Paulette Goddard is coming over. Which Paulette Goddard? There's only one. Now, get going. I'll see you as soon as I've set up the musical page. With four of the prettiest headlines that have ever been set up. The King Sister. <laughs> Yes, sir, gang, it's the King Sisters with G.I. Journal's Travel News. So all aboard on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe. Do you hear that whistle down the line? A 
think of that Avenger number 49. She's the only one that'll sound that way on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. Journal office and take you to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills. Give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me. Is that you, Rochester? It ain't Paul, it got it. <laughs> Make yourself at home, Mr. Treacher. I'm just doing some last-minute packing. Let's see now. Where's that bottle of hair tonic? Is uh, this it on the dresser here? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hmm, 90 proof. <laughs> is, uh, is this a good hair tonic? Good. Used judiciously is sheer bliss. Uh, I, I wonder if I ought to take this sport jacket along. It fits me fine. But Rochester, isn't that Mr. Benny's jacket? Yeah, but we never wear it at the same time. <laughs> well, I guess that about finishes tidying up his wardrobe closet. Tidying his wardrobe closet? You haven't left enough in there to clothe a moth. With my trouble, who can worry about naked moths? <laughs> 
Well, if I'd better take your place with Mr. Benny Rochester, there are a few things I feel I should know. For example, just what is his opinion of himself? Well, that he's a kind man with baby blue eyes, uh, about 36 old, 36 years old, uh, plays the violin beautifully, and is extremely generous. And what is your opinion? Accentuate the negative. <laughs> now, Rochester, you know, there's another thing. Does Mr. Benny keep a well-stocked larder, or to put it simply, what is the nature of the provender hereabouts? Uh, repeatable civil play? <laughs> I mean to say, um, how is the food? Well, you've heard the song, you don't get bread with one meatball. Yes. Here you don't even get the meatball. <laughs> well, of course, that won't bother me. I'm not much of a meatball fan. But I do hope I can have some fish and chips occasionally. Oh, he'll throw you a fish occasionally, but you'll never be in the chips. <laughs> oh, by the way, you better take this. What's that? The key to the icebox. You better watch him, though. He keeps changing the lock. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Mr. Benny's got some fine scotch I think you should know about. Well, where does he keep it? In the medicine chest. It's in ten little bottles marked poison. <laughs> Bathroom will be quite a popular rendezvous with me. Yeah, but be sure and bring a nickel with you. The roller towel won't work. Out. <laughs> oh, and before I forget, if Mr. Benny wants his hair combed, this is the drawer you go to. I'll have a look if you don't mind. Hmm, quite a litter of wigs. Oh, he's got 30 of them. 30 toupees? Yeah, he puts a longer one on every day. By the end of the month, he pretends he's going to the barber shop, slaps number one on, and he's all set. <laughs> well, thanks for the information, Rochester. I'll just go in and straighten up the living room a bit before Mr. Benny gets back. Have a nice vacation. Thank you. I'll be leaving as soon as I pack this last little bag. Let's see. Where does he hide those cigars again? <laughs> This is Harry Mitchell cutting in from the G.I. Journal office with the latest musical news from our copy gal of song, Miss Connie Haynes. Hi there. This is Connie with the original song of the week, a new tune written overseas and mailed into G.I. Journal, Armed Forces Radio Service, Los Angeles, USA. The songwriter of the week is pharmacist mate Don Campbell, and his tune, as nice as its title... It's called Meditation. Oh. Uh -huh. 
but you're not here at all. I'm alone in meditation of you. Oh, thank you, Connie. Thank you, Connie Haynes. And congratulations to songwriter first class Don Campbell. Now back to G.I. Journal's editor-in-chief, Jack Benny, at his home in Beverly Hills. Oh, Preacher. Preacher, now where is that valet? He's as bad as Rochester. Did you call me, Mr. Benny? Yes, Preacher. Have you my clothes ready for tonight? Yes, sir. I've laid out your suit, shirt, and hair. Oh, oh, yeah. I hope you put the curly one out. I feel so young tonight. <laughs> Gosh, I can hardly wait to start rehearsing with Paulette. In this sketch, I play the part of a young colonel. <laughs> What are you laughing about? Well, I, I can't see you as a young colonel, sir. Why not? Well, you've been on the cob too long. <laughs> and that's the way it should be in this country. I mean, that gag is off the cob, too. But Paulette will be here any moment. i got to find something to wear. I'll see yes. something that'll make me look youthful. Yes. Say, what do you know? Here's my old turtleneck sweater. I think I'll put that on. Yes? Boola, 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 boola. Shall I get your beanie, sir? Preacher, I'll let you in on a little secret. I'm just itching to get rid of you. Well, don't scratch till you've paid me. <laughs> oh, I'll go and get tea ready for Miss Goddard. Mm, the help nowadays. Why did Rochester have to leave me? He was so loyal, so understanding. Say, maybe I could get him back. Huh, where's the number of that club he's always, always hangs around? Oh, yes, here it is. Hardway 63320. <laughs> Hello, this is the curfew shall not ring tonight, Social Club. Oh, is there a fellow there by the name of Rochester Van Jones? Yes. I'd like to speak to him. Uh, this is Jack Benny. Uh, just a minute. Hello, Mr. Benny? Hello, Rochester. Now, listen, Rochie. This creature is driving me crazy. Mr. Benny, shall we have crumpets with the tea? Uh-oh. Yes, of course. Now, Rochester, I'm, letting, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones. I'd like very much for you to come back to me. Speak up, Mr. Benny. I can't hear you. I can't talk very loud, Rochester. A creature's still snooping around. Gee, I wish you'd come back. Well, frankly, Mr. Benny, the financial aspect of my association with you was getting gloomier and gloomier. But Rochester, money isn't everything. No, but it's a great buffer against poverty. <laughs> but, Rog, even Shakespeare said, he who steals my purse steals trash. Yeah, and he who finds your purse is a bird dog. <laughs> and, and by the way, you still owe me three months back trash. Oh, we'll, we'll iron that all out. Won't you come back? I don't know. Labor depresses me. I'm surprised you, Rochester. After all, hard work never killed anybody. True enough. But resting is responsible for even fewer casualties. <laughs> well, I'm not going to beg you. Uh-oh. Here he comes again. Pardon me, but who are you talking to, Mr. Benny? Oh, oh nobody, nobody. I mean, uh, it's just an old girlfriend of mine. Agnes Grotch. Well, goodbye, Agnes. Goodbye, Mabel. <laughs> hmm, after all I've done for that guy... Oh, there's the doorbell. It must be Paulette. Shall I let her in, Mabel? No, Preacher, I'll do it. I'm so anxious to see Paulette. I wonder what she'll say when she sees me in my turtleneck sweater. Ah! A turtle! 
Well, Paul had got her. Well, I'm glad you could make it, Paul Edgy. You know, every time I see you, it adds ten years to my life. Oh, now, Jack, I haven't seen you that often. So cute. I'm certainly looking forward to our dining together, Paulette. Well, I don't like to disappoint you, Jack, but I didn't bring my dinner pail with me. Please, Paulette, you're my guest. My man will serve something a little later on. Come on, let's sit by the fireplace. All right. Now, uh, just what is this sketch about that we're going to do? Oh, business so soon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in this playlet, uh, you're a Red Cross nurse, and I play a colonel who was lost somewhere in France. From the last war? No, this war. It's a very good scene, Paulette. When the curtain goes up, I have just flown a very important message from headquarters back to my home base. As soon as I land, I grab you in my arms. (laughs) Don't you even untie the message from your legs? (laughs) Look, I'm not a pigeon. I'm a pilot. Let's not talk about the play now. Look, Look how pretty the fire is. The firelight just seems to dance over your face. Is the dancing on mine? Yes, it's the first time I ever saw the Palladium with blue eyes. <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I could sit here forever. It's so nice, Paulette, to have you running your fingers through my hair. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice. And with your hair, it only takes one finger. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, uh, I think we'd better start rehearsing, Jack. Well, not, oh, not yet. I thought we'd pop some corn first. Huh? Oh. Or have we been popping it? Huh? Oh, no. Let's rehearse. Oh, all right. We'll rehearse the scene where I grab you in my arms. You win. Flip me some corn, Pop. <laughs> The King Sisters, Alice, Donna, Yvonne, and Louise, with a song for the 11th Airborne. Sometimes I wonder why I spend the lonely night dreaming of a song, a melody. Paradise where roses bloom 
Popcorn's all gone, Paulette. Uh, let's get started with our little love scene, shall we? All right. And remember, Paulette, this is very romantic. So when we go into a clinch, really give me something. Have you got it? I've got it, but can you take it? <laughs> oh, sure. Hand me my vitamin pills, sweetheart. Here you are, sir. And happy landing, Colonel. <laughs> what a louse. Oh, now, Jack, don't take too many vitamins. After all, I'm just a helpless little girl. You are? <laughs> These are the noisiest pills. Well, let's go. Jack, let go of me. Why, you mad, impulsive boy. Josh, I'm a mad, impulsive boy, and you're a helpless little girl. <laughs> wow, aren't you excited, Paulette? Well, no. Hmm. I'm not getting much of a buzz myself, sir. <laughs> Still, and give me some more pills. Yeah. Here you are, sir. Good shooting. Thanks. <laughs> now, <laughs> now remember, Paulette, I'm a young army colonel separated from my outfit. You're the beautiful nurse I find in a deserted farmhouse. Suddenly, I recognize you as my childhood sweetheart, and the reunion is very tender. I fall into your arms. Well, now, wait a minute. The script says that I fall into your arms. I know, I know. I changed that. You see, in a love scene, I like to keep my hands free. <laughs> you know, to make gestures. Just watch him, that's all. Oh, I will, I will. Now, as the scene opens, the young colonel, that's me, enters the farmhouse. I open the door. I must get a detachment of sea bees over here to oil that door. <laughs> ah, thank goodness. I found this deserted farmhouse. I shall rest my weary bones. But this farmhouse isn't exactly deserted, Colonel, sir. Oh, then the heck with my weary bones. <laughs> Why, it's a nurse. Yes, sit down and we'll rip open a band-aid. <laughs> Say, isn't your name Minnie Glogenhager? Yes. Well, isn't your name uh, Herman Hockeldinker? Yeah. Gosh, imagine finding a Glockenhager way over here. And who would have ever thought that I would bump into a Hockeldinker? It's a small world, Minnie. Gee, I'm thirsty. Well, I saw a cow when I came in. Creature, you be the cow. Very well. Moo, sir. Don't be such a cultured cow. <laughs> Just move. 
That's it. Oh, that's the door. Who can that be? Oh, that must be the technical expert the army is sending over to teach you how to act like an officer. Oh, good, good. Let him in. Excuse me, pardon me. Is this the home of Jackie B? Mr. B, does Jackie B? Does Jackie B? Are you the Grey Goose of Waukegan? I'm Jack Betty, if that's what you mean. Who are you? Well, I'm a Colonel Major Captain Lute. It's a private sad sack. Oh, the sad sack. How'd you happen to become an army technical expert? Well, you see, uh, the, the general, uh, the, uh, my commanding officer, the, 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 the special, the class of the, the class of the, the officer in, the officer in, they cut the wrong orders. <laughs> Zach, now that you're here, I'd like to ask you a question. What sort of entertainment do you think the enlisted men overseas like best? Oh, uh, well, they like uh, moving to the, uh, moving to the, uh, the, uh, the radio, uh, they like radio to the, uh, uh, they like back, back, they like to play, uh, check, uh, they like, uh, dames. <laughs> Girls, eh? Well, don't you think the boys would like to see me? Oh, oh, oh yes. They think you're very uh, fun. Uh, they think you're quite a comedian. Quite a comedian. Quite a comic. They think you're very amused. But bring a dame. Well, it just happens that Miss Paulette Goddard is going with me. Paulette Goddard? <laughs> Uh, you can stay home. <laughs> you, uh, you look a little tired, Sassy. Now, you come over here and sit next to me. I'll be glad to. Now, just a minute, Paulette. We've got to get on with this play. Here, here's the place where I take you in my arms and kiss you. All right, come on, let's get it over with. Oh gee, I I could uh, do it uh, better than the uh, I can I can I can come here, babe. Oh, Saki, you great big handsome beast, kiss me. Okay. I see that's 30 for tonight. But before we close this edition of G.I. Journal, I want to thank our star reporters, Paulette Goddard, Arthur Treacher, Rochester, the King Sisters, Connie Haynes, Dick Aron, and Private Sad Sack Mel Blank. This is Jack Benny saying, so long, man.
This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.